Review. My name is Rayon, and today we're going to be interviewing Aaron Rose from Sports Illustrated. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Aaron, recently you were at uh, Summer League in Las Vegas. Tell us a little bit about that. It was a good experience. It was my first Summer League, and it was it was pretty cool being able to see all those guys sort of in one place. Vegas is sort of crazy, but within the Vegas bubble, I suppose you have this basketball bubble, which was a good experience. And meeting some of the Raptors guys for the first time in person was was pretty good. And you, it, it's pretty clear that Scotty Barnes is, is a pretty special person at the very least and probably going to be a pretty special basketball player at some point down the road. Malachi Flynn played very well. Precious Achua played well for, for the games that he played. And then there were a few low lights from a few guys on the squad, but for the most part, I think from the guys you wanted to see succeed, sort of that trio, there were things to be excited about. I think you definitely got to see why the Raptors picked Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs. I mean, when we drafted Barnes, a lot of people were questioning Masai's decision, but um, we've learned not to do that because, uh, well, Scotty is, is looking like exactly what we needed. Yeah, I think he, he, he brings a lot of the things that the Raptors seem to like in players. He's long, he's versatile, he's a, a high-impact defender, he can play multiple positions, he's a really good passer. And if we've learned something about the Raptors recently, and certainly Nick Nurse, they are fully confident in their abilities to de- develop shooting with players. We've seen them do it with Pascal Siak, and we saw them do it with Norman Powell to a very high level. OG Ananobi is becoming a very effective shooter. They've done it repeatedly, and that's sort of the one thing that Scotty Burns is missing. And if you can develop his shooting, then he sort of has everything else to be a really, really star caliber player for many years. So the Raptors are clearly confident that they can do that with him. And if they can, then it's clear why they made the pick. Definitely, definitely. Um, You also got the opportunity to see Precious Achua who was part of that uh, huge blockbuster Lowry signing trade. Uh, What did you think about Precious? I thought one play that stuck out to me, I was actually home when it happened. I wasn't in Vegas, but he defended James Buchnight on the perimeter against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And you can tell that the Raptors are asking their bigs to really switch out onto the perimeter, defend sort of one through five. And Buchnight was one of the best half-court scorers in the draft, one of the sort of the top prospects. And he held his own. Uh, Buchnight ended up getting fouled and a questionable call by the rim at the rim. But the Raptors are going to ask their bigs to step out and defend on the perimeter. And, and he's able to do that. I still have some questions about his ability to sort of defend bigger NBA bigs, the guys like Jokic and Joel Embiid, even Jonas Valanciunas. And I think that's something the Raptors might struggle with at times this season. But when it comes to being versatile, pressure certainly brings that. And you can see that in the way he plays. He needs to become a better free throw shooter. That was something he struggled with in summer league. But again, we talked about it. The Raptors are really good at developing shooting. And if they can do that with him, he's a valuable player. Yep, definitely. Um, Overall, what did you think of the Lowry sign and trade? Do you think we got enough in return? It's tough to make sign and trade deals, especially knowing that Lowry wanted to go to Miami. The, The Raptors didn't have that much leverage. So I think from that standpoint, they got 
something pretty good in return. They essentially got a first round pick and somebody that they really liked in Precious, who, who's sort of a year removed from being a first round pick and somebody who was sort of out of the Raptors reach and that they clearly liked. I don't think there was a better offer for them. And certainly with Lowry dead set on going to Miami, they didn't really have much of a choice. I, I continue to wonder what they could have gotten at the trade deadline for Lowry if they moved him then. But I don't. I'm. I'm now not convinced that the rap that, that the offers that they had were significantly better in any sense than what they ended up getting. So the other part we have to figure out is that ultimately I think this will be a three-team trade. We know it's been completed now, but at some I don't expect Goran Dragic to finish the season with the Raptors. So that's sort of the last piece of the trade. It might not happen until the trade deadline, but if you want to look at it as sort of a long stretched out trade, maybe the final pieces come over at the trade deadline for Goran Dragic and you're able to take a step back and say the Raptors got a couple of valuable pieces, not just precious in the Kyle Lowry signing trade. Well, yeah, Lowry could have left for, and we could have gotten nothing in return. So um, getting a couple of good, good players in return is, is definitely uh, better than nothing. All right, so Aaron, um, how what would you grade the Raptors offseason overall? I think it's it's tough to grade because you're grading it on a different scale than I think you normally would. Last season, there was an expectation that the Raptors were trying to make the playoffs, and I actually liked the Aaron Baines signing, obviously. It didn't work out well, but at the time, I thought it was a good signing. I thought he was a floor spacer. This season, the Raptors aren't trying, you know, they're trying to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're trying to be a top team in the Eastern Conference and and a true title contender, maybe to the same extent that they were last season. So they're trying to rebuild, and I think they got some players that helped do that. They didn't sign any impact guys, and I don't, I think they might have given Gary Trent Jr. a little bit too much money in the same. You, you might be able to say with, with Kem Birch, I think those contracts were a little rich. But for the most part, I thought they, they drafted somebody they really liked. And anytime you bring in a, a, the fourth overall pick, you should be happy with that. They brought in Precious Achua and, and they're moving to their next tier. So something like a B, you know, it wasn't a disaster. Maybe um, you, they don't get an F or something like that, but they're also not getting an A because they didn't sort of blow the doors off and do something, you know, they didn't bring in Kawhi Leonard. So you don't get an A maybe unless you bring in Kawhi Leonard. I want to go back to summer league for a second. Um, you also got to see um, the second or second round picks, uh, Delano Banton and David Johnson. Uh, what did you think about what you saw out of them? Delano Banton certainly stood out more to me. He's another one of these long, versatile, sort of six foot seven, six foot nine, I think he's listed at, sort of guy who can dribble the ball and do a couple different things. He's he's going to need some development. I'd expect him to spend some time this season with the G League, learning to be more of an NBA player. There were a couple times he missed pretty simple passes to the corner and, and took contested shots. But he's a guy, we saw him, pulled down a bunch of rebounds. I think he pulled down double digit rebounds in a game and he has the guard skills that the Raptors are looking for in the sense that he can kickstart the fast break. He can grab the rebound with his six foot nine frame and start heading out in transition because he's a capable dribbler. Now he has to work on his passing and his, his court awareness, but we're talking about a second round pick here. And I think there's certainly things to get excited about in terms of what the Raptors are looking for and what he can do. 
So he certainly stood out to me as, um, as sort of the more notable second round pick compared to David Johnson. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Um, the Raptors developmental staff is, is one of the best in the league. Yeah, that's definitely the case. Um, a couple of the other guys that stood out in summer league were uh, Ishmael Wainwright and uh, Justin Champagny. What did you think uh, about those two guys? Wainwright is a, is a high character guy. That's always something we know the Raptors like. He seems he's a great interview and seems um, in my brief experience with him, like, like a really good guy. He's, he's a big, tough, physical guy. Another one of these versatile players we keep talking about the Raptors have. It, it might be tough for him to make the roster only because the Raptors have so many of those guys. He's not, you know, a very well-developed offensive player. He's not a great three-point shooter right now. And when you look at the roster with so many guys like that, I'm not sure they need another guy like that unless they sort of want a team like that. We know they have Sam Decker, who's probably the opposite of Ishmael Wainwright. And those two guys are probably fighting for one spot between the two of them. So on the surface, it looks like the Raptors could probably use some more three-point shooting. That being said, they just brought in Speed Mihailuk. Hope I pronounced that properly. And he has some tendencies that are similar to Sam Decker. So I, I wouldn't peg Ishmael Wainwright as necessarily a guy that is, is going to make the roster, but I think he's, he's been a good guy to have around the organization. And, and, you know, we'll be cheering for him because he's a good media interview and we always like that. Um, and then Justin Champagne, he, he, he's probably not going to make the roster. He's someone you could look at as a, uh, as a, Raptors 905 guy or, or maybe someone you see in the G League with another team this season. Definitely. Um, you, you spoke a little bit about uh, Svi Mikhailik. Um, What did you think about that signing? It was definitely one of the bigger signings this offseason. Yeah, it's interesting that he got a second year with a player option. I think, as I mentioned, that might make it a little bit tougher for Sam Decker to make the team. Um, Svi is a is a pretty good three-point shooter. He didn't have a good three-point shooting season last year. He was much better two years ago. And that's something we know the Raptors can need. I believe he's listed at six foot seven. So he's a guy who can should be able to get his shot off better than someone like Matt Thomas. Now he's he's you know not from what I've heard about him or what I've read about him, he's not you know, a high impact defender, but with that size, he should be not you know a huge negative but the Raptors need some floor spacing. We've talked about how that's something that they lack this season with their bigs not being very good three-point shooters and OG and OB and Pascal Siakam still developing as three-point shooters. So if, if Svi can be a, an impact three-point shooter, then that's something the Raptors could use. And it makes sense. Again, I, I'm questioning that second-year player option that didn't go so well with Stanley Johnson a few years ago, but um, very different type of player. So with this new look sort of Raptors team, how, what are your expectations for next season? I think they'll probably be a team sort of in the middle of the Eastern Conference fighting like last season to a certain extent for uh, a play-in spot sort of in the six, seven, eight, nine, ten part of the Eastern Conference. And when we're talking about Vegas odds and will they make the playoffs, or I think they're listed at 36 and a half is their win total. 
ultimately it's going to come down, at least in my opinion, to where they are, of course, and then do they make the decision to go for it? And last season, they could have hit sort of that play-in tournament, maybe whatever 36 wins was last season with the, with the truncated season, but they opted to sort of sit Kyle Lowry down the stretch and rest guys. I don't think that they will do that again because I think that they want to develop guys. That being said, if, if it takes a while for Pascal Siakam to come back from his shoulder surgery and maybe they miss some guys miss times with either COVID or injuries, they're not a very deep team again, or at least they don't look like a very deep team. And there might be some growing pains, especially for guys like Scotty Barnes. And if that's the case, they might decide that getting another high lottery first round pick is worth it, in which case they might be on the outside of the playoffs looking in again. Definitely. So final question of the day, Aaron, on the Raptors roster, if you could pick one player to be, who would it be? Who would I want to be if I was anyone on the Raptors roster? I think the answer to me is Pascal Siakam. I know he's going through shoulder surgery, which probably isn't that pleasant. And I know fans have been tough on him since he came back um, to start the bubble sort of a year and a half ago. That being said, he's the highest paid Raptors player. And to me, that makes that decision pretty easy because I think he's making $30 million next year. And I would love to make $30 million because that's $30 million more than I'm making this year. So I would be, to me, that's the answer because just because he's got, he's the highest paid paid player on the team. All right, everyone, you heard it here first. If Aaron Rose could be any Raptors player, he'd be Pascal Siakam. Aaron, thank you much. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you very much for having me on.